Today, This American Dice presents episode three of three of The Last One, a game by Alberto Tronchi, published by Luce Ombra. The chef has gotten himself into some serious trouble, but our last one, who's wandered the wastes, has found his hope. Can he remember her? And can he save her? And what does it mean for himself in the future? Find out today on This American Dice. Go ahead and give that uh, second before time. Focus on the tale of how the last one faced the dawn of the end. Um, describe the moment when all fell apart and the apocalypse began from the last one's point of view. Where was he? Who was he with? What were the circumstances of that day? How did it make him feel? You can maybe make a synthesis of the last two. Focus your story on the bond between the last one, the chef, and his hope. So this lady, theoretically. Um, talk about his feelings and the reasons that make the hope so important and its meaning to him. So you can do either one of those or a synthesis of both. Okay. If that helps. I'll try to do some kind of synthesis of that. So we are at the we are at this house kind of in the mountains. So mm-hmm. uh, maybe it seems like it's kind of a good distance away from, from everything. And we see him as a younger man again not maybe a little bit I'm going to just say again relatively that same age maybe a little bit younger Mm -hmm. Um, he's not wearing that chef's coat he's just wearing kind of like a like a long sleeve t-shirt or something like that Mm. and um he is Oh, he's showing like magic he's 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 showing like a magic trick to a kid. Mm-hmm. And kind of we see like the him be like, Alright, you gotta pick a card. And she she picks one and he takes it and he's like he's like, Don't show it to me and looks at her and she, he puts it back. And then he, like, looks over, like, over her shoulder, like, huh? And while she looks away, he, like, th- he quickly digs it out. Like, it's a very shitty, it's not a magic trick at all. <laughs> um, and then when she comes back, he's like, oh, was this your card? And she's like, what? And it's blowing her mind because she's, like, four <laughs> or something like that. Um and there's some other people that are like, oh, like, like, Sui, is he showing you more of those magic tricks? And she's like, says in not baby talk, she's four years old, but like, she's like, 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 it's magic or something. Like, how did you, how did you do that? How did you do that? And he's like, oh, I can't tell you. I'm not allowed to show, share the tricks. And it's the people coming in are this older man and woman, but they're older, like, in their early 60s. Mm-hmm. And um, they are talking about, um, they're like, oh, Stephanie couldn't make it. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's, still, she's still at work. And she's not able to. She's not able to get off till later. 
he's like, oh, she's not gonna, she's not gonna be able to make it. I guess I'm gonna have to show you another magic trick, uh, but only one more before dinner or something like that. And when the kid leaves, you can see that he's got the kind of like the, oh, thank God, I didn't want to have to keep doing these magic tricks. Um, and he helps this lady and this old, older man bring these things in. And he's like, um, like, is she really, like, is she really at work? And the lady says, like, talking to her is tough. Getting Stephanie on the phone is is difficult enough as it is. I don't want to pry more information out of her, but um, if she can come here and be civil, it's, I'd rather that be fine. I'd rather that happen. Uh, if she if she's gonna come here though and be a mess, I don't want her to come. I'd I'd rather her not come here and for uh, Cecilia to see her. And she calls her Cecilia and not Celia. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so that's, she's talking about um, Celia's mom. So, so is that your first question? I want to ask a question about this person. Yes, I was, I was trying to figure out a way to, to, to show that. But yeah, Stephanie is Celia's mother. Cool. That's what I figured. And uh, yeah, and so, so they're, they're trying to say like, it's better if she doesn't show up than if we badger her into getting here, and then that's a, a dilemma. So they're fine with her just absolutely not showing up at all. Yeah. So did um, did you know at this point that she had already died of this lizard disease? Oh, uh, no. No idea. Um, yeah, I think, and I think the way that we learn that is uh, Stephanie's dad comes in and is like, like, you know, I don't like... You know, every time she, she'll she come here for a little while, and we think things are getting better. You know, she went to she went to rehab for a bit, but then as soon as she leaves, she ends up getting involved with these people, and it's the same group of people, and she wants to bring... if she We tell her to stay here, but then she brings them here, and we don't want them in our house. Um, and it's, it's pretty clear that they're talking about, like, like oh, she has some kind of drug problem or something right. like that. Mm-hmm. And so uh, he's like, uh, our main character says, like, I'll give her a call. By the way, you're not bugging her. I'll give her a call and see what she's up to. And he just says, oh, it's a text message. He just says, I'll text yeah. her. And so he texts her and it says, like, Stephanie up at the top of the phone. And he just says, like, hey, you know, I'm at, uh, I'm at your mom and dad's place. You can come on by. Uh, they, they, they said you might come on by. Haven't seen you in a little bit. And didn't put two and two together that this may have even been a possibility till way mm-hmm. down the road. Like, to him, I don't know if he ever realized it. Because it was just this person was always had this trouble, and um, yeah, this this thing hadn't like hit like that. And I think there's like the news is on in the background, and so it's so. Why do you, why do you feel personally responsible for Celia? Celia. Um, I think because since her mom wasn't there, and. 
since her mother wasn't there and we never saw her again. Mm. And like as things got worse and worse and as he was trying to... Uh, oh, he went back. Yeah, here's the easy part. They never saw her again. And that day he left to go into the city because he thought... Uh, like he saw like some stuff on the news was getting kind of bad and he figured he had to go um, like get all this stuff in order and mm-hmm. like make sure everything was okay so he had to go back to the restaurant he had to go to work and like make sure um, everything everything was cool at work he had to I'm just gonna hit back on another thing he had to try to go and talk to Susan, uh, Sarah, Sarah again mm-hmm. Yeah, he was like gonna try, and so he went back into town essentially, like went back into the Phoenix or the equivalent thereof, yeah. and uh, to try to find them, and he kind of didn't, and so he felt like I left these people who were my like actual family to go deal with this stuff about work, and to go chase after this person who was no longer interested in. Mm me and what I was trying to do was get like my own instead of looking at for my own family member who I had I never saw again mm-hmm. like this girl's mother I instead was doing this other stuff that in retrospect like was less important and he says mm-hmm. that and he like like thinks that over not in this flashback right. but now he thinks that stuff over and like those those words that Sarah had like stick in his head mm-hmm. and he thinks to himself like oh if earlier I had just stayed with them mm-hmm. I could have helped them out I don't know what happened to them and now here's Celia so he definitely feels responsible for her because of because of that he essentially left those people to go do other shit mm. so I guess my last question is what, what makes this this house like a, a safe place to you um, I think that it's emotionally safe is really the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it more so than any kind of like physical base level Maslow hierarchy of needs safety. Mm-hmm. Um, but he always viewed it as a place that was like that it was off in the mountains. That it would be that it would be safe. That it would be quiet. That it would be calm. And if there's any kind of trouble going on in town and there have been these fires and he got attacked by those people and that probably wasn't the first time something like that has happened that there'd been close calls he figures if I'm there and if I can find them and we just kind of stay in that place we can figure stuff out kind of on our own and in that safety so the safety is isolation essentially Mm, yeah yeah but again much of it is just an emotional connection to that This is the end of the journey, so we're near the end. It's the last run. Safe place is near and awaits for the last one and his hope. At this point, um, the other is allowed to make to kill you, to kill you, not the player. Um, so it's the same as before. We get three things, um, but this one they're essentially it's my job to make them kind of life or death, mm-hmm. and. There's one special rule. You have one last chance to save your hope. 
So you can sacrifice the last one and you save your hope, essentially. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I don't even have to play cards. I sacrifice myself. We don't have to deal with this. Okay. I already see a flaw in this mechanic for this system. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, let's go. So, yeah. Can I tell you already what I think sure. the flaw is? Wait, what is it? If the situation in each card endeavor is life or death, where the game then doesn't go on, what it means is so long as I don't just want to dramatically end things, I want to keep winning. So each time that then takes the narrative out of my hands as much as possible. Mm, I see yeah. that as like a like kind of a flaw to this. Yeah. So anyway, that's it it could be we play this out and it, and I am proved wrong and I'm very willing to be proved wrong in that case. So we left we left off where you were. Um, you saw all these people were gonna the burn these people to death, um, and that they're like sitting on this giant armory. So was um what was the chef's reaction to that? Yeah, he's um he's kind of concerned. Where he's like, you mean their bodies? Like, whoever tells him, like, like oh, we're going to burn them. He says, like, you mean their bodies. Like, meaning you're going to dispose of the bodies this way. And there's, like, I, I guess. But I, I think it's clear they're just going to just gonna pyre them. Oh, maybe one of them. Here, here's what I'll clue you in. Like, one of the, the, uh, the kids that helped you, or that you were helping bring the stuff out. He says, um... Yeah, well, I heard it like the blood is the most contagious part of these things. Like, if we're trying not to spread it, I mean, how are we gonna make bodies out of them? Maybe the other guy's like, I, "Is it the blood?" That's not. Do they even say that? I don't know. I know. He does not know. Yeah. So he. But like this idea is terrifying to him and he doesn't want these people to do that because it's just going to be so grisly and he just says like I can give I can give them something and they won't uh, bleed um, and then the uh, one the one I'll just say there's two with you and he's the one says like oh yeah that might be good but the other one's like you're gonna give them stuff we're just gonna they're just going up in fire. Why don't you save whatever stuff we have? Or wait, is it your stuff? I guess you can use your stuff if you want, but none of it. We barely have anything left as it is. Okay, if you want to hear your family members burn to death. And the, he's drugs. It's like, I didn't know any of them. That's fine. He's like, well, are you going to help or what? And he'll... He, I think he just like pours this stuff on these pallets. Yeah. And then he's like, "All right. You're done." Yeah. All right. Come on. And then he uh kind of leads you back to the people and he's like, "All right. Uh do you want to get the big one?" And he's like, "Oh, you don't need a doctor for that." Yeah, we need some help though. You got it. Listen, we're the only people who didn't know these people, so 
I think it's up to us. That's what the boss said. And he's like, well then, them not being upset will make more make more sense. It's like, all right, you got the legs then? Oh, he leaves. Oh, oh maybe, yeah. he, maybe he grabs you and he's like, I don't think you're understanding. Like, you don't walk away from me. And he says, if you, if you do this, these people are going to freak out. And if you don't know these people and those other people, they're not going to be happy about it. Your boss wanted this to be nice and quiet. Yeah. So the way I'm telling you will be more quiet. Listen, you just got here. I'm telling you what to do. You don't have seniority. Come on. I'm telling you what your boss told me. No. Mm -mm. I don't buy that. Oh, I mean, I guess we're escalating town, right? So he's, he pulls a gun on you, for sure. Okay. It just has like a, a strap or something. You know, like a strap rifle. A strap on. I get yeah. it. Yeah. He has a strap, a strap it. on. He's like, you're worried about infection and you want to pull these people alive over there? I'm worried about you tell you doing what I tell you to do. Are there the other guys in here? I think, yes. Like, the two other guys. I think the other guy, the, the one that's not been talking, is just like, what is happening? I hate mm -hmm. this. But do you want to do some cards? Sure. Do I? No, I don't. I just say, all right, your boss is going to be pissed. Well, he's going to shoot you. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, I get, yeah, yeah again. He, he pulled that gun out, Again, right? this, is a prop, this is a problem with this game system. But, yeah, okay, I guess so. All right. All right, both played two. Mm-hmm. Seven and an ace. I've done a queen and an ace. Queen and a seven. <laughs> there we go. Uh, so it's an ace, so I draw one. And Oh, and you... Okay. And I've got an eight, and you've got a 12, right? 13. 13. Even more. Mm-hmm. So um, my choice to raise. Um, no, I'm fine with that, if you are. Okay. So you win... And I don't know if we have to keep these at this point. I think it's just for the next one. Yeah. These haven't served a ton of purpose. Is it, it just two? It's who draws nine next time. Okay. Okay. I think. There might be more to it. Oh, because this is the last one and we're not. Yeah. And then I ditch these? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but you won, so something good happens, but mm -hmm. um, I narrate it. So, right. Yeah, I think this other kid, I think just decks the the one with the that's pointing the gun at you, and just um, uh, maybe there is a scuffle. Like, do you think you would get involved in that? No. Yeah. He just leaves. Yeah. Okay. He he, he goes to run to uh, just where the other where those other folks are. Yeah. To be more specific, he runs where to where Celia is. Just to, oh, sure. Just to move that into that direction rather yeah. than... Yeah. So you hear this, like, fight going on. Maybe, maybe other people are like, what? What's happening? And, like, a lot of... Or some people are getting distracted now. But would... Um, yeah, maybe you find her. What would she be doing? Maybe she, she's, like, 10. I don't know. Mm -hmm. She's... Um, oh, playing with these, like, grimy action figures and, like, Barbies and stuff. Maybe she's... Um, with, like, maybe another kid is there, too. I think on the way out, just to add to this, to have some kind of, like, to add some kind of element to this, that one particular guy 
who... What was the physically distinguishing characteristic he had? Oh, great. Great point. Uh, he had, like, a red beard. Okay. Like, the beginnings of a red beard, I guess. Sure. When he when he goes inside, when people are like, what's going on? And they're about to go outside, he's like, that re- that guy with the red beard wanted to just... Wanted to cremate the people be- before they had died. And he's just going to say that to, like, get the people... Like, get those other folks worked up. But at that dude. Oh, yeah. And I think they're like, what? I thought they already died. What happened? And they kind of are going into, you know, see what's going on here. But um, Celia and this, we'll say it's like a boy, a little mm-hmm. boy, around that same age, are just like, they're like very scared now. Like, what? what's happening? What, what'd you say? And I think he, and he probably scares, terrifies her, but he's like, yeah, he's like, Celia. She's like, what? We have to get out of here. She's like, um, uh, oh, where's, um, oh, we'll be a, will your parental figure be, but not a, just like, she just says like, oh, um, where's Mike though? I'm going to your parents' house. That's where I'm going. I can take you there. You don't remember me? I used to come by, I used to. I used to show you those magic tricks, all those, you don't remember me? He's like, we have to go. And I think at this point he's kind of not physically dragged her, but like gotten like to like, like, like holding her arms to kind of be like, focus on me. We have to get out of here and like, look at my face as much as you can. Yeah. And I, maybe that's when it dawns on her. Like, um, she's like the, those magic tricks. Yeah. What was her... Did she have a term of endearment for you? Um, I like this guy not having any kind of name. And so, like, I think... I would think... I don't even... I don't even want that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was thinking, like, uncle something, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe she, maybe she just, like... Like, nods, like... Maybe that's just enough. Like, she nods and says, like, the magic tricks. We have... If we, we, we gotta get out of here. This is... Those people are doing some bad things. We have to go. Grab whatever, and we gotta go. And I think she just grabs these toys. Mm-hmm. And um, is ready to go with you. Yeah. And this... I think this, this boy is, like, terrified. He just... I think he runs away. He, he's like, kid, are you... Are you coming? And he just, like, sprints yeah, unless he, he does No, he doesn't attempt to go, to yeah. go after him. It was just like, are you... Okay. And then yeah. he's like, like, we have to leave. We have to get out of here. Where are you going? Um, he's just going to try to get... Save those trucks. Well, it was the kid's truck, but they have those other ones that were, like, loading trucks or whatever. I don't think he is going to even attempt to do that, because if it's, like, a large truck, like a, kind of like a semi Yeah, that's thing, what I was thinking. No, he has no idea how to drive that. Yeah, That's true. not a regular car to drive. Um, so, he just figures we have to go, and just, just on foot, get the hell out of here grab whatever that we can find on the way out and go. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think you can just grab, like, um, maybe you, you've... Um, I guess they gave you still have your duffel bags. So maybe you're just throwing shit in your duffel bag or whatever. Sure. Um, and when you're doing that, um, I, I mean, I just did it, but I think someone's going to pull a gun on you. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, get away from her. Or she says... 
person's lady. She says to the um, Celia, just like, get away from him. Come over here. What do you do? This is a choice? Yeah, he says, that guy with the red beard was going to kill us. Yeah, and you're trying to steal all our stuff, including your, my daughter. And you can tell, like, that's not your daughter. Should. Like, that's definitely not, you know, the person who know, you know is her mother. Mm -hmm. And he'll just say, like, I knew her mother. That's not you. She's like, bullshit. And I think um, Celia is just, like, very confused, like, terrified. And she's not, you know, um, at, at least at this point, confirming or denying that. Mm-hmm. And, oh, may, are you, like, holding her hand, or? Uh, not, like, yeah, sure. sure. Not, maybe, not, like, like, yeah, sure. I'm saying if you're holding her hand, she's, like, gri okay. like vice grip on yeah. you. Um, Chad, you wanna, do you want to do cards again? Sure, I, yeah. It seems like, so when you ask that, if I said no, then what happens there? Does it have to be a binary choice? Like, do you want this to happen, yes or no? Is that how these have to be set up? I think, I guess it's, um, there's a chance for something bad or something good to happen. Okay. And we're going to see which path, or which, you know, branching path happens. Okay, so then if I say no, is it just I guess something bad happens, something bad happens yeah. and I just narrate that thing? No, I think I would keep narration then. Oh. Because... We only switch narrative control when we do the cards and someone wins. Gotcha. She has this gun, and she kind of forces you to give Celia back, at least. Or shoots you. Okay, so then, yeah, I would I would resist being shot and try to keep uh, Celia from being taken away from me. Yeah, okay. I think, well, well good... <laughs> Good time to realize I was doing it wrong. Okay. Second to last time, I yeah. guess, but sorry about that. No, it's okay. I was wondering how that process worked, because I think you described it in the way you're describing that we're doing it now. Yeah. In the beginning, and now, yeah, I, as a person not familiar with this, I felt I probably was just being more passive through it, and so just letting, like, whatever go on until you had to prompt me right. to, do you want to have this? Yeah, I think it. they say it, like, very clearly, like, oh, and the you is the only person who's allowed to do that. So I've been really messing that up. But That's fine. Wait. Yeah, I'm going to do two. Okay. Um, does that change your thing at all? Okay. Nope. I have the same roll. Oh, weird. Or numerically. Oh, I get to draw two. Though. Oh, you draw two. That's right. That is how that goes. I oh, forgot. I draw three. Because I draw one for every ace, and you played a king, so I draw a third one. You draw one for every ace, or I thought the other person. No, the, the me. Oh, you the, draw one for every ace. The baddie. Every time an ace is put oh, down, I draw one. I thought whoever played the ace drew it. No, that's how the kings work. Oh. So the opposite person who plays a king draws a card, and every ace I get. Does that change anything? Um, do you want to take the ace back? Or do you want to keep it? Just keep it. Oh, actually, because right now it's tied, for, and the ties go to you. Okay. So that, that didn't mess up things as bad as I was thinking. Um... So it's my, it's my choice if I want to raise it or not, since you are technically winning right now. Way two. I think I'm just going to do one. Okay. I will also do one. All right. All right. Damn. Got it. Uh, would you like to raise it again? Sure. 
Ooh, interesting. So, oh, that was a 9 and 5. Mm -hmm. So, I guess these cancel out and really 9 versus 5 to make the math easier. Sure. Well, those are still on the table if anyone does whatever card does that. <laughs> David has substantially more cards than I do. I have yeah. one card left. He has, like, five cards. Right. Okay. All right, so, yeah, I feel... Yeah, I'm 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 set to 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 stop there. Yeah, that's fair. So I won, so mm -hmm. something bad is happening, but you get to narrate it. Okay. Um So she pulls this gun out and she grabs Celia's uh by her like shirt mm -hmm. and she kind of yanks at her. At first he's kind of like like a little, I don't want to say surprised by this, but it's kind of in, in kind of a shocked mode here. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't know what, he, like, he hesitates in this moment. And so she pulls this kid away from him and is bringing this kid, like, kind of, like, like backing away. Mm -hmm. And um, there's, like, some noise in the background. Mm -hmm. And when she looks away... The plan is I'm going to grab this kid and push this lady through the doorway and then run in the opposite direction. And he grabs the kid and goes to push this lady. And just as she turns, as she's being pushed, she just shoots him. Mm -hmm. And so he just gets shot um, in, like, the stomach. Okay. And he's um, just like shocked at this and he's like pulling the kid away and um so he's trying to hobble away uh like like from this and i think the only reason yeah like he he's trying like pulling the kid like along along with him and the kid is just absolutely terrified of what's going on yeah and He, but let me know when you're taking back over with this because I can keep going through this. But the, uh, you got another idea? Yeah, he, um, I think at least does pull her like where he's not within like sight of this lady who he just pushed down, but now he's mm -hmm. like trying to pull this kid along and it becomes this kind of race where he's trying to get away with, with this girl and it's they're not moving very quickly about it. Yeah, so I, I think, um, in the background here. Um, as you're just going as fast as you can, I guess out is the idea to an exit. Yeah, just through whatever of this yeah. labyrinthine warehouse uh, to get out somewhere. Yeah, and then Children of Men style, like we see in the background, um, like people reacting to this gunshot mm -hmm. and um, like rushing into where you just came out of without really noticing you per se. And then we see people further in the background, like um, going into that armory coming out with like all their guns ready so it's like chaos in here right now there's like shouting over here you probably hear that but i mean the the voice that we recognize of that red bearded kid like just yelling you know um like i didn't do it i didn't do it and there's more gunshots so what's the plan are you just trying to get out of this warehouse as soon as you yeah absolutely yeah i think you um uh maybe it's like barricaded not barricaded but you know like locked really tight so and they were just kind of welding these, even the areas around this 
like the front kind of door or the side door, wherever it was, and they were using these garage doors. So you're gonna have to like kick this open. Mm -hmm. So you're making a lot of noise, but there's so much chaos going on. There's more gunshots. Maybe you have to like duck and you kind of protect um, Celia and you kind of duck or not duck, but like kick this thing open and you ruin all of the uh, like the planks and welding like sheet metal that they did to keep these lizards from coming in. And now you break open and it's, um, I guess we're saying it was like early evening or something. Um, before, I guess. So you're outside, and, like, what's the plan now? You're, like, bleeding. You see in the background, like, that pyre that's just still kind of glistening with this gasoline? Um, yeah, the plan is just get out of here as best he can and kind of go from thing to thing to try to keep something between me and these people the whole time and um, see if there's a place where Yeah, we can just try to stay out of sight as we move away. Yeah, I think um, Celia, we see her, like, looking back a lot as you're kind of, you know, focused, you know, hyper-focused on just going forward, I guess. Mm -hmm. And then um, she stops looking back. And this is happening in, like, seconds, you know. And then you just see her kind of looking at something else, and you kind of follow her eyes. And it's that truck that brought you here. Mm -hmm. And the people are still in it and it looks like it just pulled out maybe like the dust you know is still behind it like settling and um everyone's kind of just like in this car they're like standing up and looking at what's going on like hearing this gunshots and stuff and they're just kind of in awe and now they're all seeing you just bleeding like carrying this child with you yeah and i think he just he just says like like we need to get out of here that whole place that whole place is gonna blow up they're they, they they freaked out. And I think one of them is like, oh, where's Mike? Um. Oh, I I, I think they said, I, th I think he just says, like, they killed him. Oh, he doesn't know who Mike is. And I think just a dramatic, like, explosion happens in one corner of this fling. And everyone's just, everyone on this pickup truck are just jump alert, like, alert, you know? And they're like, Okay, and they like kind of pull you into this uh, bed of the truck, and um, I think you're just kind of like bleeding out. And I mean, this is set up perfect for the last choice, right? Mm -hmm. um, I think, uh, yeah, you're kind of just uh, you, it's hard to keep your eyes open, and um, Celia is just kind of like holding your hand really tight, and they just kind of look back and they're like, "Where are we even going?" And I think one of them, you can hear the driver maybe, like, uh, all right, what has he got on him? Kind of, they're going to rob you, basically. Yeah. But you want to go, no, you're the one who's supposed to ask me. And, yeah. And uh, I think they just um, oh. take all your stuff and are going through your duffel bag. And he, I think, I think he, like, pushes it over to them. And he says that he turns to the, the lady who had the, the, the one that you described as a girl earlier. Yeah. And he's like, if, I, I think he's, he just says, if you help her, I'll tell you where you can get more. And I think she's, she's like, uh, oh, how dark do I want to make this? I think she's, uh, fuck, am I, I guess we're going this dark. She's like, uh, 
Uh, well, they paid a lot to get me. She's gonna sell for a lot, though. I don't know if I can convince them. And he says... Um, like, I know a place that you can... I know a place you can take her and that you'll be you'll be fine. And maybe he's then just even saying that to just this lady. Of, like, then you can just take her to this place. Mm, okay. And I think she's... Uh, maybe she, she has, like, that gun, too, that she had been pointing at you. Mm-hmm. Um, she kind of looks at the, you know, the driver in front of you, um, you know, in the, you know. Cab of the truck. Thank you. Yeah. Like the truck part where people drive. Truck, truck um, in the truck face. Yeah. <laughs> the truck cockpit. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she's like, uh, uh, yeah, she's like, uh, I don't think Steven's going to go for that. I'm sorry. I. Uh, you should just go to sleep. He's like, he's like. I can tell you, and you can get away, and you won't. With you can make sure that doesn't happen to her. And so I think that's just what he wants to do is just try to convince this lady. As best he doesn't have any way to enforce this. He's yeah. going to die. Yeah, so most likely. Is, so. this, is this your choice then? Yeah. Okay. I was like, how can I keep escalating this? Let's see. But yeah, sure. Oh, I think he just dies. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you want to, uh, yeah, the idea is you can do this and whenever you lose or you don't like the result, you can just say, like, he dies and oh, yeah. hope is. Oh, so yeah. you don't have to go to <laughs> yeah. right. yeah. right. Now you've got a two. So. Yeah, I've got Even if all of those were aces. Yeah. And then you would keep calling cards. But yeah, so. Yeah, I think, should I, do I just narrate this then? No, okay, so, when you know the winner of the last choice, um, let's see, if you lose the last choice, you still have one last chance to save hope. Oh, so you, you essentially lost that, but, um, you would save hope, no matter what. Mm. So, the final credits, here's the epilogue thing. Stories end it, take a few minutes to narrate how the tale finishes, starting with, um, the last choice so the results of this um did the last one is hope survive is it a new beginning for the world or is it the end just temporary delay or is the end just temporarily delayed will they spend their lives happily or will they eventually die the most important question is what changed forever in the last one so yeah do you want to just take that take that over sure since you lost i think Oh, I get the, the narration, right? Sorry. How'd that go again? I won, so you narrate how it was bad. Right. But hope is definitely alive. Yes. Right. There we go. So. Okay. Um, I think that it's it's bad because. I mean, he bleeds out at least. Yeah. That's pretty bad. So, but he, he tells the lady. Um. He he tells her and Hope, her and Celia, uh, basically like I almost how, said, just call her Hope. Yeah, like what the address, not only what the address is, but also how to get to this house. Mm-hmm. And like he tells them about, he keeps making it out that it's like there's more stuff there, and he 
does not know that at all. Mm-hmm. Like he's just saying these things that there's more stuff there. Like take this. There's more stuff you can find it there. Um, that's and he kind of says like that. That area is safe. He doesn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he kind of turns to Celia and just says like, like you're gonna be home. And just, like, be careful. And if anything happens, just, like, he just tells her, like, just just run away, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we see them eventually, like, going up this mountain road. And it's, like, long shots of the truck mm-hmm. as they're slowly winding through this stuff. And some of these roads are kind of, like, blocked off by debris and that kind of thing where uh, you just can't get to this place or that and so you have to, they had to figure out how to go around it mm-hmm. and eventually you see the truck stop at a house and the other people get out and that lady like gets the girl out, uh, Celia mm-hmm. and you don't see him get out of the truck at all mm-hmm. um and I think she's, like, scared and, like, still, like, she has, like, all kinds of dirt on her face and it's all marked from tears and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, she has, like, the stripes on her face right. from where the tears, like, kind of came down. And you see them going through the house. And, uh... Um... Like, whoever... She was saying, like, oh, I don't think Stephen would like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, this person is, like, getting increasingly angry. That it's like, well, where is all this shit? We came yeah. all the way up here and wasted this gas. And now I don't even know if there is any more gas that we can get uh, from from Mike. Mm-hmm. And um, and so there's this, like, like yelling match that just escalates more. Mm-hmm. And they're on kind of this... They're, like, up on this little area that overlooks like part of the mountain and I think that as this guy is like yelling and he's super he's super just furious and like hurling insults at everybody else I think that this lady who was in the back of the truck with Celia and uh, the last one mm-hmm. um, like when this guy he like says something super nasty to her like super dark and she uh, at some point when he like looks away I think she just is, like, super upset, and she just pushes him off of this thing. Oh, wow. And so, like, this dude just, you see him, like, tumble, and it's like, we don't even stop to watch what happens with that guy. He just assume is assumed to have died. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the end is, like, a end of the graduate, but with this lady and this little girl. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there were other people in that truck in your head, but if, if they are, then... They're maybe just not up there to have seen this. Yeah. So, and that's how that's how that part ends with this lady and this little girl kind of like, like looking at each other, like, okay, what next? Yeah, I love that. Incredible. Yeah, I think that's that's the perfect ending. Okay. I think that that does a good job of telling that story it's trying to do. Mm-hmm. I was getting frustrated where 
any time I won that card game. Because then that felt like, yeah, I won. And I get to sit here quietly again. Yeah. Like, I, I get to continue to be the receiver of this stuff rather than the person who does these things. Yeah. Um, and it isn't, it, like, makes it... It makes a point of it, like, yeah, you read that right. You you swap roles as you would normally think. So it's like a, definitely a design choice. Yeah, and I see I see the cool element of that, which is, it takes the sting out of losing because you get to creatively describe how that goes, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it takes the. It it takes the spice out of winning, Mm-hmm. because now you don't get that thing. And since the other person, if there was a third person maybe in this game who described a lot of the stuff and one person described the bad things, one person described the good things, maybe that could work out a little. Mm. But I think that would just be then two people kind of for the most part sitting and listening to a third person. Right. Which I say, knowing that in most of our games, I'm talking for 60-something percent <laughs> of the time. Right. Um. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it did make the strategy uh, really interesting and confusing. Yeah, <laughs> because I'm like, do I kind of want to narrate this? So does that mean I should um, like try like try to lose and play all my bad cards? Yeah, and I'm like, but I don't. I can't really think of a good like. I think there was one example of that. I was like, I can't really think of anything good that would happen. I can think of like a pretty bad thing that would escalate things, which is how you know, running a game, you kind of have, like, that's just how I've trained myself to be thinking. Like, what could go wrong next? Mm-hmm. So it's really, it was really bizarre, like, oh, when it's my turn to narrate those, what good is happening here? I'm like, I don't know. I feel like the one I, I kind of cheated, because I was like, well, here's this thing that escalates things, and that's kind of a good thing to find. I'm like, meh. Oh, uh, no, I don't think you were cheating there. I I was making a very purposeful character choice of I didn't want that character to be violent at all. Mm-hmm. And I was making the choice where that isn't like, it's not it, like, then I use this knife to murder this person. Like, I right. specifically was like, I don't want that at any point. Like, yeah, that was interesting. I made that decision, I think in the second thing with the, uh, like when it's like, oh, these people come to this van and start banging on it. Mm-hmm. I think I was like, I think he would constantly just try to run away. Mm-hmm. Like that'll be the deal. And if he can't run away, he'll try to talk this stuff out or hide and then run away later. Like that yeah. that's that's the deal. And it does very much, oh, both of those are Cormac McCarthy books. I was going to say it's The Road and Children of Men. Oh, Children right? of Men, Cormac McCarthy? Interesting. I don't know. But How dare you? I, I don't know. Maybe. But, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I love both those. But it very it very much had that feel. And I remember Clive Owen. Yes, Clive Owen is in Children of Men. And for the most part, he does not... Yeah, that's He's true. not like, I'm going to beat everybody up. Hold on. Yeah. Even like the uh, the shooting scenes are him like... Him running away from, usually. from that. Yeah. And um, in The Road, Viggo Mortensen is... Similarly, like, I want to get out of here. Yeah. Uh, and I, that's how I figured it would it would make the most sense. So when you were like, oh, there's all these guns. I was like, nope. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, that doesn't interest me. Goodbye. Yeah. I think I said, like, I see where you're, where, where you could be going with that. Oh, yeah. Like, then I arm myself and do this. But I, like, was like, I'm not interested in going in that direction. I didn't even necessarily think of it that way. Really? I, I was thinking. Oh, I thought you were trying to push me in that direction. I was trying to think 
um, or try to get across that it was more um, like these people were way more. This group was way more violent than they kind of uh, led on at first, mm-hmm. and that you know there could be an explosion or something later. Okay, but um, yeah, maybe I was self or not self consciously, but subconsciously trying to maybe say like, and you can break into the armory or something. But it, it, it worked. I, I did like the uh, those flashback things. Yes. Were really cool. Those are and how they switched mm-hmm. or swap or you know, alternate. There we go. That I did enjoy and how it was. That's the thing that I would have liked us to have been able to play a longer version of this. Mm-hmm. But in but I could also see even if we knew this stuff, at the moment we're at 2 hours and 45 minutes of the recording, yeah. which will hopefully be edited down. Um, but the I could really see this take taking a while. They, I mean, the Like, back... unless I just resisted everything that you said, of like, then here's this thing. No, it isn't. And so then we whipped through those. Yeah, I don't know if we're just, like, uh, way more flowery with our... Or with me indecisive about how we're talking, but... On the back it says, this should take about an hour. I'm like, No, what? no way. Even if we knew yeah. what was going on, I don't and, think that would take less than... Yeah, we did five out of seven things. So we did most of it, but we still... Did, did we do five out of seven things? Oh, so it wasn't five total rounds of scene and flashback. No, we, we skipped one one of the, the card things mm-hmm. and one of the flashbacks. Flash. Oh, I thought it was five card things and five flashbacks. Because then in that case, that would have lasted forever. Yeah, no, it was just sick. sick. We did three pairs, right? Mm-hmm. Three pairs, and then the the epilogue counts as the seventh. Okay. So we did two pairs instead of three pairs. Yes. Okay, I, I was under the impression that it was seven pairs. Yeah, so, I mean, even if we did the other two, it would be at least three hours. Yeah. At the very least. So it would we could definitely shorten it up, and like I said, if we played it again, and if the person playing the last one, the you, if you, you, the youds, were more like, just any time there was anything negative, I was like, no, it isn't. Yeah, and yeah, this we, place is really gross. No, it's nice. <laughs> right. And if we if we do this again, I would definitely um, like I, it was depressed that I kind of messed that up. No, I don't think you did, because you described it correctly, but I think my inclination was to let you go till we get to a point where I, like, either could absolutely not tolerate it, Mm -hmm. but I was willing to, like, just accept that things were fairly bad, generally, and so let you go. Mm -hmm. But I think I, yeah, I think if we were to do it again... The inconvenient, like, even minor stuff. Like, you don't find anything nice in there. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Possibly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that was fun. I'm glad we did that. It. I was shocked that uh, we were able to, I don't know if this is a credit to the game or, or to how awesome we are, mm-hmm. but we kept the tone of what they wanted to happen. Yeah, well, that, that's why earlier on I was like, oh, I want this to... I think this is supposed to be this tone. Let's go with it. Even though my inclination is normally like be yeah. like I'm robo Mitch McConnell wandering the <laughs> wastelands, um, cutting taxes and throats. 
Mm-hmm. Like, like that kind of thing would be my thing that I would think would be like, oh, the, the wasteland. Oh, geez. Like, yeah. And just mm-hmm. do that for two hours and 48 minutes. Yeah, the the four movies they kind of cite here was The, the Road, um, 28 Days After. Is that 28? Is that another one? Who knows? Uh, the Divide, which I've never heard of. You heard of the, the Divide? That sounds familiar, but I might just be thinking of the mathematic principle of division. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I am Legend, although they said I'm Legend here. so. And that was based on Omega Man, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Or I think it was a book, and then Omega Man was based on the book, and then I am Legend was based yeah. on the myth. Thanks for joining us for this American Dice. This episode, episode three of The Last One by Alberto Tronchi, published by Luce Ombra, was David as the Others, basically the Game Master, and Austin as you. Essentially, the last one, the player character in this two-person game. Please join us next week for another exciting episode of This American Dice. Like, rate, review, subscribe, and check out our website at thisamericandice.com or .net. We got both of them. Why not? Go crazy. Be sure to tell a friend, and if you can, tell two friends, if you have them. This is Marianne nice. Welcome to Arius and meet the Ram Pack and Party Advantage, a D&D play podcast. Join Manny, Garrus, Roshin, and Tagoro as they travel the vast lands and learn long-forgotten secrets and find themselves in all kinds of shenanigans. So what are we doing? Drugs. We did that in season one already. Did we? Well, you did. Yes. <laughs> Tagoro got a taste warm. Oh, God. I, I, I'm now the personal healer, and I have to take care of Manny? Well, I mean, your, your girlfriend was the personal healer more than you. Remember? I'm a dragon? Yeah. I'm like... I mean, last time you were a dragon, it didn't go so good. Let's not repeat, okay? X-nay on the dragnay. Got it? Tune in every other Wednesday on all your favorite podcast platforms of choice and on YouTube. Will the party find the advantage on their next encounter? Only one way to find out. See you then.